Good evening, everybody. Monday, 5.31 p.m., December 9th, 2019. I am your host, Andres Benitez, and welcome back to Creator Radio. Once again, welcome back, everybody, to Creator Radio. So good to be back recording. Um, On today's episode of Creator Radio, we're going to do a little college football recap and NFL uh, Week 14 recap some really great games occurred i want to go over um my gambling picks that i had you know posted on my instagram if you want to follow me on instagram it's uh at andy a-n-d-y dot benitez one b-e-n-i-t-e-s one but yeah i had posted some Gambling picks did really, really well. Uh, no money involved, just for fun, just to see how that went. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about, we'll recap those, and we'll go over some of the college football results, um, how the playoffs are shaking out. We'll also do, I'll give my opinion on uh, the expansion of the college football playoffs from a from a four-team a four playoff to a, uh, an eight-team playoff. Really excited about that, and then we'll wrap up, do a little NFL recap, and yeah, that should be that should do it for do it that should do it for this week. Um, on the horizon, I don't know if I have any announcements to make. I think we're gonna do another music review pretty soon, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on um, what album I want to review or what artist I want to review. But yeah, so we're gonna do sports today or tonight, I should say, and then we'll do a music review maybe Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that, and uh, yeah, let's just hop right into it, and let's just start talking, let's just keep, just start gabbing away, you know, uh, cool, okay, so let's talk about my picks that I made for this week, um, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I think I got a little lucky on the picks, I went seven for eight, um, again, no money involved, but I did go seven for eight. Felt pretty confident uh, about them, and even when I posted about them and got some feedback on a couple of them, uh, the majority of, of what people were talking about ended up being wrong, and and what I said was actually ended up being right. Um, so we'll just go over them again, really quickly. The Utah and Oregon game, the over fifty one points that hit. Uh, the Baylor and Oklahoma game. I picked Baylor to. Um, they were given eight points, and it seemed like a lot at the time, just because it seemed like two pretty equal teams. You know, not a great conference. Uh, I'm. I still have my doubts about Oklahoma. So I thought that they would win, um, like the money line. Oklahoma would win money line, which they did, but wasn't convinced that they were going to cover the spread, the eight points. So I picked Baylor plus eight. That hit. Really excited about that. I think that was the one that I got the most feedback about. Um, but that was I was pretty happy that that hit. Uh, Miami, Ohio, Miami, Ohio, and Central Michigan. The under fifty four points. That hit. Um, Georgia, LSU money line. LSU. They smoked Georgia. Um, kind of an easy pick, but pretty happy that that hit. Uh, Georgia LSU over 55 points that did not hit that was my only pick on the week that did not hit the over 55 points Georgia LSU uh, Virginia Clemson Moneyline Clemson hit obviously they beat them by like 40 points or something crazy 
Uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, the over 53.5 points that hit. And then to round out uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State, I picked Moneyline, Ohio State. That hit as well. So, yeah, all in all, good week. Really good week for Creator Radio, 7 out of 8 picks. Um, Pretty happy about that. And then once we're done with all the college football stuff, I'll give my college football playoffs. I have six. I picked six picks um, out of the out of the money line spread and over under for those um, two games. So I'll give you guys those picks and we'll just keep track of how we're doing. Um, so yeah, so let's go into the college football, all the results, and then we'll talk a little bit about the expansion that's supposed to be coming, I think in 2020, which should be pretty cool. But final four, LSU, pretty obvious. Ohio State, pretty obvious. No complaints there. Clemson, um, I get it. They're undefeated. I still think they have an awful, awful, awful conference. The ACC is an absolute joke to me. Um, I think the best team that they played was like Florida and South Carolina and maybe Texas A&M, I think, that they played. So <clears throat> really not a strong schedule for Clemson. I know I know that they beat them by all those teams by a huge margin, but um, I think that they're going to have – a tough day against Ohio State, uh, if I'm being honest. And then number four, Oklahoma. Um, I know that Utah, if they had beaten, um, what was it, Oregon, they got smoked out by Oregon. They would have been in the in the playoffs. Georgia lost to LSU, so obviously they're out. And then um, Oklahoma had beaten Baylor, and that had sent them or propelled them into um, the final four. Uh, Wisconsin, unfortunately, lost to Ohio State. Even if Ohio State had lost that game, they'd still be in the playoffs. And I still think that even if uh, Wisconsin had won that game, they would have needed Georgia to lose. They would have needed um, Oklahoma to have lost. And they would have needed um, Baylor or Oklahoma Oklahoma to have lost. Um, uh, Sorry, Georgia to have lost. And... uh, yeah, those two teams, they, they had to lose. They would have had to lose for Wisconsin to get in. Um, so, yeah, the final four, I'm kind of, you know, I'm. it's a little bit of a snooze, if I'm being honest. I think it's nice to see LSU back in the playoffs. Uh, Ohio State's, you know, been there pretty regularly. Clemson, you know, um, obviously won last year. Um, was that right? Yeah, I think they won last year. And then Oklahoma, I'm not a fan of Oklahoma. I I think Jalen Hurts is probably the best thing about that team. The defense is trash, and I they're going to get fucking steamrolled by LSU. Um, I think unless the world flips on top of its head. <clears throat> but yeah, other than that, um, I want to talk a little bit about the expansion. Uh, but yeah, those are the final four: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Uh, three out of the four undefeated teams, Oklahoma, you know, uh, snuck in. Um, so yeah. And then, okay. So let's, let's talk about expanding the playoffs for the future for eight teams. Um, I don't think, I want to say, first of all, that I don't think that, I don't think how they have it right now is bad, uh, with four teams. I think it's, you know, it is the four, probably the four, the th- at least the three best teams. And then, you know, uh, almost I call it like a wild card or, the, you know, Oklahoma being like a, like almost a wild card. Uh, but I think that they're 
the NCAA is really missing out on a lot of opportunities with the with an expansion um, to eight teams. I think my biggest problem with six teams um, is that if you did make it six teams and you granted the f- top two teams, so LSU and Ohio State, or LSU and yeah LSU and Ohio State, they get a buy, so they have an extra week of rest, and they would be able to watch film on. <clears throat> Uh, the other two games that were happening. So I doubt that any team that <clears throat> makes it past the first round um, walks into, you know, um, an away game against Ohio State or LSU after, you know, both teams have watched a significant amount of film and, and game plan and they beat either of those two teams. So kind of irrelevant making it six teams. I think if you did make it eight teams and all teams would have to play at least one round, Nobody has a, a pretty much a bye week. Nobody has any extra leg up. Nobody has any extra film on the other, you know, six teams or seven teams. And it just makes the most sense. I think from like an economic standpoint, I don't understand why the NCAA hasn't made the college football playoffs eight teams for a while now. I, th- I think that, you know, to be able to expand it to eight teams you know, you would have had Utah in there. You could have had Baylor in there. Georgia might have been in, you know, in the playoffs. And Memphis, a 12-1 and team, you know, who played really well. If you guys remember UCF, the last uh, three previous years, two out of those three previous years, an undefeated team in conference play, they weren't even going to sniff the playoffs just because it was four teams. And the power conference, you know... The power conference teams were going to get the, those spots, even if they were a one-loss, one-loss team. Um, Alabama, you know, I'm not a fan of Alabama, but uh, it's not bad to have. You know, it's it, it's almost it's almost exciting to see if you know they lose and then they have another chance of winning the you know the college football playoffs because they get back in. They're they're a low seed. They play a high team, so they have a huge upset game or a big upset game. And then, you know, they're in the semis, something like that. That could could have been cool. And then you could have had Wisconsin in there, too. So all really good teams, I think, that, you know, deserve a shot at, you know, at being able to play for the national championship. Um, but on top of that, if the NCAA, NCAA had expanded to eight teams, then you're really, you're opening the, the floodgates for more student, you know, involvement at colleges. You're you're inviting more viewers and more, um, just more uh, activity with the college football players. Like four teams is great, but imagine having eight schools that are all in the college football playoffs and they're going crazy, and <clears throat> you have you know, their whole fan bases backing up their teams. Uh, that seems like way more fun to me. It seems like there's more of a, of a chance for a big upset, and then you have it, and then it just almost feels like more like March Madness. I think once you get past eight teams, you do have some stinkers that that don't really deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think out of the out of those guys that I just named, I think Baylor would probably want to be one of those teams for me that don't you know. They could be in the playoffs, but if they, you know, they have two two lost team or something like that, then they don't really deserve to be in the playoffs. But if but if it was ten or twelve, then they would a hundred percent be in the playoffs, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think that the NCAA is really wasting an opportunity on expanding their viewership 
um, by simply just not including more solid, solid football teams um, into the playoffs. Um, you know, I think one of the greatest things about March Madness is that anything can, can happen. You know, you had Middle Tennessee beating Michigan State. You had just big upsets that, that you never think about. And to see those schools finally getting some attention and finally being able to be recognized on a national scale for their accomplishments, UCF, two, un, you know, two undefeated seasons, not even seasons, not even being able to have a, a, you know, an opportunity at the college football playoffs. Well, I, I think that the committees on, you know, and it gives the committee a little bit more breathing room too. And then you don't have such, you know, harsh, you know, strict standards and you can just take the conferences as, as, as the, or the conference championships as a as a bid into the into the playoffs, um, so yeah, that's how I feel about expanding the football playoff, the college football playoffs. I don't like the six team idea. I do really like the eight team idea. I think it'd just be more fun for everybody included, and I think it would just give it another level of enjoyment. I don't think bowl games would even be that impacted because if you lost first round then you still have a couple weeks before you know um, before the bowl game season starts or all those games start. So I think it'd be a smart decision for the committee to expand it to eight teams and then get some solid, very solid football teams in there. You know, like I'm sure UCF would love the opportunity to be in the college football, even if they got smoked out in the first round, even if they were uh, an eight seed and they had to go against you know an LSU, an Alabama, a Clemson, an Ohio State, something like that. They'd they'd still take that. I they love they love that opportunity, and then you give then you make again you make room for a big upset, and that what's more fun than than seeing a good game or an or a nice upset. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. So <clears throat> we're gonna do we're gonna move on now. We're gonna do my college football playoff pick'em. Um, we have Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma versus LSU, or number one LSU, and then number two Ohio State versus number three Clemson. I think it's Ohio State at number two, and number three is Clemson. Um, but yeah, let's go into the Oklahoma game. The over-under is 75.5 points. I've never seen a, uh, an over-under so high. I'm taking the under here. Um, even if LS, LSU scores 50-some points, they've really held all of their opponents to like very small um, you know, point gains. Like, I, I don't think that... I think a perfect example of this would be like the Texas A&M game. I know that Texas A&M is not, is not a great um, offense, and Oklahoma is, but, you know, LSU held them to like 10 points, still a good team. So I think that, and just the, the number 75.5 seems really high to me. I'm taking the under here. I still, I, I money line LSU and I'm taking LSU to cover the spread thir- minus 13 points. I think they're going to smoke Oklahoma. I think they're going to run them out of the, out of the building, but uh, that over under just sounds way too high to me for me. Um, so I'm going under 75.5 points. Moneyline, LSU, and then LSU minus 13. Um, I feel fairly confident in all in all three picks. I think the only one that would be up in the air is the over-under, but again, 75.5 points. Never seen a line that high, so I'm, I'm going to take the under on that one. And then moving on to Ohio State and Clemson, over-under is 63 points. I'm going over. I think both teams are high-powered. Uh, Clemson putting up huge numbers against their opponents. Again, I know ACC is a trash league, trash conference, but 
still smoking all their all their opponents by a huge number of of points. Same with Ohio State. I think this I think this over is going to get smashed. You know, maybe by half or um, or by the third. But uh, I definitely think the over is going to over is going to hit at sixty three points. I'm going money line Ohio State. Um, I don't. They gave Ohio State plus two points. I don't think Clemson is really ready for this Ohio State team. If I'm being honest, I again like their competition has just been so absolutely dreadful that once I think you get into a high pressure scenario like the college football playoffs, you're going against Ohio State, who's played really good, solid teams. Wisconsin, the Big Ten is not a joke, um, not a joke conference at all, and. I think that yeah, moneyline Ohio State. I'm going. I'm going with the Buckeyes, and uh, and I don't think Clemson is gonna is gonna cover um, the spread here or beat them by more than more than two points. I doubt that. Um, I'm taking Ohio State plus two moneyline Ohio State and the over at 63 points. So those are my my college football play on pickums. Um, we'll see how those turn out. Six picks, and then yeah. So that's all my thoughts for the college football. Pretty happy. Um, yeah, top four, expanding the playoffs to eight teams. Um, yeah, so then we're going to move on to the NFL recap. Not a whole lot to talk about here. You know, you had some weird wins. Um, you had some some funky outcomes. We'll talk a little bit about the Patriots just because I'm, you know, I have I have a couple thoughts on the, where they're at right now, but <clears throat> it's really, it's going to be, yeah, not too long on the NFL recap, so let's dive right in. Uh, Cowboys and Bears, 31 uh, to 24, the Bears. Uh, Cowboys, it's time to look for, it's time to look for a new head coach, not for this year. I know he's not going to get fired. Jason Garrett's not going to get fired this year. Next year, he's got to go. Uh, I feel like they should have found a new head coach years ago. And the fact that he's and there's the fact that the Cowboys are even still in the playoff hunt, just being at the top of their division is is absurd to me. Um, I'm still not convinced of Mitch Trubisky whatsoever for the Bears. Seems like he's you know he's gotten more he's calmed down a little bit and he's you know he's being more efficient with with the football with his passes not holding it as long you know but he's not a franchise quarterback for me. I don't think any of Chicago believes that either. I think that they got you know. Um, they're at, at home, so that you know that helps. But yeah, I'm not convinced on Mitch. But overall, nice one for the Bears, and they put up a good number against the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Cowboys. I think they're just wasting their talent. Zeke. I don't know how many more years Zeke has in him before he starts, you know, getting a little cross-eyed by getting hit so many times. But yeah, um, Cowboys got to Cowboys got to reel it in. <clears throat> Ravens and the Bills, 24 to 17. Ravens, the most consistent team in the NFL. Um, I don't know why people thought that the Bills were going to win this game. I heard a couple of people saying that they thought the Bills were going to win this game. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy. In, I know they're having a great year, but I, again, I, I'm not buying into the, you know, the Ravens losing to the Bills whatsoever. Uh, Lamar Jackson throws for three touchdowns. And with the Seahawks losing against the Rams um, on Sunday, I think Lamar is the MVP. He's it's a lock for the MVP, and that, you know that's that's going to be what it is until unless something happens that is 
you know, un, unheard of. Unless they lose out for the you know rest of the season or something. I don't know. But I, I Lamar Jackson's the MVP. Um, probably the best game of the week in the 49ers versus the Saints shootout in New Orleans. Jimmy G throws for four touchdowns in the win. And a huge letdown for both defenses, um, 48-46, to 46, 49ers against the Saints in New Orleans. I think my main reaction was just like how patient the 49ers were. You know, they were up, they were down. You know, they didn't really uh, struggle too much. Their defense really let them down big time by letting up 46 points to, you know, Drew Brees. I know he's at home. They're in New Orleans, but... I feel like the, if the 49ers D played a, like half of a better game than what they played, this wouldn't even been uh, they wouldn't have any this wouldn't have been close. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about the 49ers really really quickly. Really impressed with their running game. They have a solid running game, both uh, Most Mostert and um, oh my god, what is his what is his name? Uh, the other running back for the 49ers can't think of it right now. But they looked really good, really, really solid. All the wide receivers for the 49ers were playing well. Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel had a great game. Uh, George Kittle is the you know he's you know he won that game for the 49ers. So, and then overall, Jimmy G he looked like a seasoned vet. Like you can't you have to give him some credit when he's going into New Orleans playing Drew Brees at home. And it comes down to the wire, but he played really, really well. I think the biggest concern that I had with Garoppolo was I didn't think that he was pressure tested at all. Like, I know he's a new quarterback in the league, hasn't had any playoff experience, but I think that this was a really solid win for the 49ers. I think it's going to solidify them going into the playoffs, and it will just give them some confidence, give them a little bit of breathing room, know that they can go against a very solid team, especially if they have to go on the road. And it was just a great, great win for the 49ers. Um, but, yeah. So, that was that game. And then wrapping up, uh, this, will, this will be the last game that we talk about, the Patriots and the Chiefs. You know, close game, 23-16. to The refs didn't make some awful fucking calls against Nikhil Harry. It would have tied it, go, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not – I am I, – I, Here's what I'll say about the Patriots. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year. I'll be the first to put that put that on wax. <clears throat> Nor do I really want them to be in the Super Bowl. If I'm being honest, like this just isn't this isn't the team that I think the Patriots are. Nor do I think that it's that's the potential that they could be. You know, Brady is Brady, and he's going to be Brady for, in my eyes, another two to three years at, at minimum. He doesn't look like he's going to slow down. But we don't have a wide receiving core. And the running game has been fucking uh, garbage. I don't know where Sony Michelle has gone. He's been a ghost. Um, but yeah, I I don't want this team to go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. If they do, they're gonna get fucking embarrassed. Um, so I don't know. Something needs to change, or the refs got to be you know making better calls because Nikhil's Nikhil Harry's touchdown was a touchdown. He didn't step outside uh, or didn't step out of bounds. They would have tied the game up at that point. And then I think if you're going to go in the fourth quarter tied up, Tom Brady's going to win the game. Um, I don't know. I, I'm i not nervous for the Patriots just because I think they have a, they have the system. They have the core. They have Brady. It's just the weapons. We're, we're missing Gronkowski. We're missing, we're missing everybody. And 
we're missing uh, just a core offense. It's it's tough when you don't when you just don't have anybody to throw the ball to. You have a bunch of rookies. You have a bunch of new guys that don't know what they're doing, and Brady's getting frustrated, um, which makes total sense to me. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's all I got for you guys this week. Um, I know we went a little bit over. I'm trying to keep all these episodes to like 30-ish minutes, 30, you know, some 30-some minutes. I, the last six have been 22 minutes. This one's going to hit a little bit over. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my all my thoughts on the college football recap, and then some picks for you guys. I'll just do. I'll read the picks really quickly again. Uh, Oklahoma versus LSU. 75.5 points. I'm going under on the on the over under. Uh, money line LSU. LSU uh, minus 13. I think they're gonna smoke Oklahoma. And I think they're gonna embarrass him, embarrass them and Jalen Hurts. Unfortunately, I love Jalen Hurts, but they're gonna. I think they're gonna get smoked. Um, Ohio State and Clemson. I'm going the over with 63 points. Uh, money line Ohio State and Ohio State plus two. I don't think Clemson's gonna be, be able to beat them. Uh, by good more by a field goal um uh, so yeah those are the picks talked about the patriots talked about the 49ers talked about the the ravens the bears and yeah that's going to do it for our episode so thank you guys so much for listening once again thank you guys so much for listening to creator radio i'm your host andres benitez and that's going to do it for this episode um yeah i just wanted to just say that we're going to keep rolling and, and more podcasts are coming. Uh, we're going to do music review very soon. I think we're going to do Shoreline Mafia. Um, that's that's what I'm hoping that we'll do. Hopefully that will drop, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. <clears throat> but if you are enjoying yourself and you, and you like what you're hearing here at Creator Radio, um, if you want to reach out to us in any way or just send me an email with comments and questions, you can email me at creatorcompany401 at gmail, gmail.com. That's creator, C-R-E-A-T-O-R, company, C-O-M-P-A-N-Y, 401 at gmail, gmail.com. If you don't know, now you know we are on Spotify. You can stream us uh, um, on Spotify. It's a little hard to find us because um, we're a brand new pod or I'm a brand new pod. Um, all you got to do is search up Creator Radio and then my name, Andres Benitez, A-N-D-R-E-S-B-E-N-I-T-E-S. Um, make sure to hit that follow button if you if you want to be become a part of our family. Um and yeah, just super excited about the future, and we're just going to keep keep rolling, keep recording, and uh, just keep developing keep developing the pod, if you will. We're going to, sky's the limit here, so we're very excited about the future. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Monday, 6.02 p.m., I hope you guys have a great holiday season and a very, very blessed night. Um, yeah, that's it. Peace!